Well, hello and welcome to the Ram Show. It is Sunday, November 25th, 2018. Uh, if my picture just randomly freezes halfway through this show, well, we know what happened. Uh, the webcam freaked out on me. Uh, I am going to bring Zach's mic in here. Uh, oh yeah, okay, okay, okay. I had to do that thing where I had to check and make sure that my microphone was working. But it is, and I am using the right device. Okay. Yeah, well, uh, hi Zach, how's it going? Yeah, that's probably something you should check, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, based on the different scenes that I'm sitting on in OBS, it uh, either gives me, um, like, an option like it gives me different audio options so things shift around in their order so i'm not necessarily always able to see what i'm looking for so anyways uh okay so here's what happened this week okay before the show uh well this will be an interesting show anyways here's why uh because i have not looked through any of the topics yet at all so yeah uh that's fabulous I mean, that's fine We'll be fine. It's whatever. Is, oh, I don't even have the TV on behind me this week like I would normally do with the logo. So can you tell how unprepared we are? Uh, this is what happens when you have I a holiday in there. <laughs> uh, you know what? Okay. So this show, like, was supposed to kind of be like uh, our rendition of, like, Linus's, like, WAN show. Uh, well, yeah, but who cares that it's not it's ours <laughs> and not his? Right, exactly. But, like, uh, here's what I'm saying. It's funny how, ironically, like, the live shows just, like, half the time he's late, half the time we're late, half the time things don't go right on our show, half the time things don't go right on his show. I mean, so. it's just low-key, right? Like, we don't... Exactly. That's what this show is supposed yeah, to be we like. Just, we just come here and we just do whatever we want right. for now. Like... What? Well, usually an hour and a half or so, but like, what is like, that's kind of how the show was designed to be. That's why we chose the name, the Ram show random, <laughs> like right there. First letter random, totally random. So anyway, and if anybody expects us to do something in specific here, then they are, right. But let's be honest, let's be honest. It's the Ram show. Nobody expected it to be good. So, <laughs> anyways, it's not like this high, like, super produced, like, show. It's just us having fun. Like, geez, like, Zach still doesn't have a webcam for this thing. I don't particularly care about that, to tell you the truth. Okay, at one point in time, <laughs> though, you said you were going to, you yeah, leveled I did, with me. that was a mistake. No, 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 no oh, okay, hold on, hold on. At one point in time, what you had said was, was I was like, fine, okay, we'll do this. If the show gets popular enough, which it hasn't yet, but people have been asking, uh, if it gets popular enough, people actually start watching it enough, like, will you get a webcam? And you're like, fine, I'll get a webcam. Now, okay, people... well, part of the problem is that half the time, I'm just sitting here like a moron with my feet up on my desk. <laughs> and... <laughs> yeah. So, what's wrong with that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I wanted to run I it. I, I wanted ridiculous. to. Well, yeah, but that's in the show. It's just supposed to be super laid back. So people want to actually see you. They want to be able to put a face with the voice, though. That's what they want. Um, so then I said, 
I was like, okay, fine. At least give me a picture of you so I can pop a picture of you into that box that's next to me. So at least there's a picture there. That'll look kind of silly too, won't it? Uh, not as silly. Like, okay, here's the thing, right? Yeah, well, you know where this is going to go, so you might as well just drop I know where this is going to go, but, like, you at one point had said that you would give me at least a picture. I'm pretty Uh, sure... This is what you get when you bother me about it. Hmm. I haven't bothered you about it for a long time, actually. Yeah, that's because I told you what you wanted to hear. Uh, Well, actually, you are right now, so that's a lie. (laughs) <laughs> I said for a while. When was the last time I bothered you about it? I don't even remember. So. Oh, yeah. Somebody was going to send me their cell phone number, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. I was going to do that, wasn't I? Yeah. Um, well, that's also irrelevant because we have so many other things. Right. We talked about that last week, but you said you would give it to me. So. I, like... I, I don't plan to use it very much for anything, if at all, but, like, it's just more of a formality thing. You know? So, that's why. You never know. The world might blow up or whatever. So. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that later. So, what are we, uh, what have we got this week? Well, here, I wanted to run one more thing by you. Um, I think it was something that you would actually come up with. And would be kind of a fun way to produce some more content on this uh, channel. Uh, me and Joe did it the other day. Maybe I'll call him later, see what he's up to. Uh, so there may be another live stream later. But what I was thinking was, you had said something in the past about just like throwing a video game on and like just giving some random commentary or something like that. So uh, I mean, I could, but like I think you should. I, don't know. I think you should do like, it. What? What does? What does? What does anyone want me to play? I don't know. Just pick something. Have some fun with it. You know? Uh, me and Joe did Planet Coaster, something like that. I don't know. Think about it. We'll talk about that more. But you had mentioned that. Uh, I mean, ideally, it would be nice if you had a webcam so you could throw you up in the corner. But at that point, I just don't care. Just have fun with it. You know, do your thing. But Whatever. Uh, be a fun way to make some more content, maybe get some more views and stuff like that. So I don't know. Anyway. Um, oh, so some updates on some stuff. Cause that's what we usually do. So remember a while back, I have the Asus, uh, hero five motherboard. I want to say, I think, um, yeah. What is this one? PC part picker.com. Um, anyway, so my board has RGB on it. Do you remember that? Your motherboard? Yeah, my motherboard has RGB on it. I do remember that. Maybe, question mark? Probably. Well, okay. And a lot of the ones that I'm looking at do as well, and the one that I really like does as well. I mean, it's not not a necessary feature, but I guess it's... No, it's not a necessary feature by any means, but, like... Uh, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do I mean, I am kind of hoping that I can probably what I'm going to end up doing is I'm going to go for like what I'm going to do is I'm going to set it up so that my build is mostly neutral colored and then some RGB components are going to be in there. 
Well, so, so I don't know. I can just pick whatever I like. We It'll be neat. We talked about like. Although doing... my graphics card is red, so that's a problem. But <laughs> whatever. <laughs> well, my graphics card is red too. I have an MSI graphics card here. Like the MSI logo is white, but then like the accent RGB is red. But oh no, sorry, my card does not have any red lighting. It has a white illuminated logo because it's a 900 series, not a 10. Oh. Mine's a... That was before they were doing the RGB. It's just got... Oh, yeah, I remember your card. I remember your card. There's a video. Pull it, it up if you want. Do you remember yeah, when... Yeah, there probably is. They put it in some stupid PC. <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> I do. Remember how much trouble you had trying to get my case off? God, yeah, I do, actually. You were, we like, like, you were like... Pulling... We thought we broke it for... I think we did break like a small piece off of it, but I was so I was just like, yeah, whatever. Like, you did know. we really? I think I don't remember. Or there was a small piece know. of plastic that came off of something. But oh, maybe and, you're right. And we just like forced it off. So well, terribly. okay. You had like never taken it off before, and like, and I, I was thinking about this. The other I didn't day. know there was some kind of special way you had to do it. You should, I you think just, you well, no, it just. The way it, it kind of clipped in there was just really, really tight. It wasn't like yours where you undo the thumb screws and the thing basically just falls off. Because uh, that's how my new case is now. I had my cousin here the other day and was showing her my uh, my computer and pulled off the side cover. And I, I was thinking about that. I was like, man, I remember that time Zach was trying to open my system and he had so much trouble getting it open. So... Anyway, uh, no, what is this? This is the uh, Asus Crosshair um, uh, VI Hero. So what VI, that would be I didn't five, say Roman right? numerals. Or... or no, that's six. <laughs> six. Nah, okay, so it's VI. the Crosshair 6. Right, VI, but like, well, we're calling, the iPhone, we're calling it the iPhone X now, and the X actually stands actually, for 10. Actually, that's true. I'll give you that one. <laughs> I cannot call it the iPhone 10. I will always call it the iPhone. So oh! I'll also call it. I'll also call it dumpster trash. <laughs> Hang on, I gotta tell you something in a second here. This this show may be just more of us ranting back and forth this week than. Well, we'll do it. We'll do a tech topic <laughs> or whatever. But uh, we're gonna have some fun with it. Uh, no. So, anyways, what I was uh, my original story was right. So that's the motherboard that I have, and so uh, this thing actually has. RGB on it here. Uh, here, I'll show this to you. This is actually... Okay, so when we got into the whole, like, you know, it's 2018, RGB is a thing now, you know what I mean? Like... Well, yeah. So, anyway, uh, so here's the here's that motherboard right here. Um, ooh, do I have... If I rem yeah, that's a fairly high-end motherboard, so I'm not surprised that it go. does have that stuff on it. I yeah. mean, I'm... I'm looking at X399 stuff. There's like nothing that doesn't have RGB. X399, well, is that for uh, Threadripper? Yeah. Curse um, you! But I swear! I will be I, so pissed really if you like go Threadripper! I MSI SLI Plus board, and it's got RGB up the wazoo. I'm going to be so, so pissed if you go go Threadripper. Then... Well, I mean, I have had significantly more time than i expected to put away money for this so right. i'm just going to but if go you go Threadripper, like your system's gonna beat the crap out of mine again and i'm gonna be so pissed 
It's okay. I still have the superior. I still have the superior internet to my house, though. I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> I don't even want to hear it. See, okay. Like, you know, like this. This is, this is well, hold on. This is what makes it okay. Is that even if your system beats like crap out of mine, I still at least have one thing. So you know, like it'll be fair at that point. Like my like my CPU right now is just sitting here at eighty two percent. Love. 82? Any guesses that, as to... Is... Okay, I have Chrome Any guesses open. guesses what? Oh, hold on. I have Chrome open with three tabs. <laughs> I have Fire... <laughs> well, Chrome likes to eat system resources. Uh, I've got Firefox sitting open here with um, uh, a tab open. I've got Slack open. I've got OBS open, and it's rendering and... Uh, or it, it's, it's streaming, right? Any guess as to where my CPU is sitting right now? Probably just a wild guess. Twenties, twenties. <laughs> no, not even close, dude. Not even. Is close. it under ten? Oh yeah. Well, because it would depend if you're if you're doing the CPU encoding or if you're not doing the CPU encoding. Uh, no, remember we encode the on the GPU. That. Oh that I... well, yeah, for sure. Then it's going to be at like. Probably. Yeah, it's sitting at like four point three to five. Like so, anyways. Uh, dang. Well, are you playing a game right now? Is that what you're doing? Like, what do you actually have open right now? Why? Okay, if you're if you're just kind of idling there, like on like I'm not idling. Don't worry. I was gonna say, like, what are you doing right now? Do you have something like? intensive open because if you do then that totally makes sense that you'd be sitting at 80 okay but I, I, look i'm not <laughs> hold on i should say that that was a spike first of all but oh also, okay um i um i i am yeah i'm loading it right now so i'm not Okay. Okay. That see. Okay. Things need to be put in context. Like I was like, if you're this just... is a regular occurrence. This is why I just want a better CPU. Right. But I was like, computer. if you're just sitting there doing nothing, like just browsing like the internet, like Jeez, I would be like, why is there some exactly. like, Bitcoin miner in my browser <laughs> going on? Right was, now or something yeah, like that. that's why I was like, why is your system running that way? Like, oh crap. Like, anyway, so back to the original story that I was talking about here. So this motherboard, I don't know if you saw the picture of it that I sent you, but it's got, like, accents. And, and by the way, I'm just going to say that, yes, I am aware Threadripper is not the perfect CPU for gaming. I don't. <laughs> anyway. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's Fam overkill, Famous but... last words, Zach. Famous last it's, words. It's overkill, but I will not need to change the CPU or motherboard for a very long time. This is true. And that is the goal. This is true. So, so anyways. Why we overdo it. Uh, well, if it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. Uh, but here's the thing, right? So my motherboard, right? So it's got the accent lighting on it, as you can see here in the picture. Right. I have it set up in kind of like the... I think That's kind of what the one I was looking at has. Right. It says the it's like set up in like a rainbow configuration where it runs through all the colors, kind of like the keyboard does here. Uh, I actually really like it, but I had it turned off for a long time until like just a couple days ago. And here was why. Remember how when I first got the system, I told you how I had the RGB on? Then I did a BIOS update and it wouldn't turn off. See, for whatever reason, like with the settings, 
like when the system was in sleep mode or even like turned off but the power supply was on like the rgb lighting would still be going it would just hmm. stay on it was weird that, sounds, that does sound kind of irritating actually. so and it sits in my room here when i'm trying to sleep like that gets annoying after a while so anyway uh i, I happen to leave mine on but it doesn't bother <clears throat> Well, I leave my I leave my system in. Like I put my system to sleep at night is what I do. So, I very rarely like since you told me that. Like I used to always shut my system down, and then like when I met you, you said like, "Oh, I never shut my system off," and I was like, "Hmm, I'm gonna try that," and I just always put it to sleep since then. So, anyways, but well, I mean, there's not really anything gained by doing that. I just do it because. Well, quick startup. I don't know what it is. Like, if if it's just because there's more stuff in this, but this system takes way longer to post than my old system did. Like, when I hit the button on my old one, it would just go boop, like post right away. Good. This one, like, it takes like a good like five seconds for it to like actually post. Mine actually does the same thing. I think it's just because like maybe it's a higher scale motherboard, so it's got more to run through to check and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I don't think that would be how it works, to tell you the truth, but... I don't know. I don't know. I... Well... I don't know if it, like, does the same thing, because, like, remember, when you, like... When you first build it, right, it goes through all its system checks to make sure everything's there, so I wonder if it just does that every time it starts up. Yeah. So, anyway. But, uh, no, so... There's the Aura software on, um, that Asus, uh, like, made... That's supposed to help you control the lighting effects and things like that, right? Well, I think they screwed the last update of it, or like the last version of it, because um, I just updated it. I was looking online the other day. I was in the BIOS screen with some stuff. I was like, hmm, I wonder if I can get that to work and this and that. And uh, I came across a thread where somebody said like they downgraded the software. And I was like, hmm, what if I upgrade it to a new version if there is one? Fix the problem. So funny yeah i think they i think they maybe just screwed something in the last version of it but so now i actually have the rgb turned back on in here and i actually really like it it's nice i think the only other thing i would do is because i can control so there's there's uh rgb headers on the board itself which then can be controlled i believe through the aura software so the only other thing i would do and we talked yeah, about those should this, be able to work with other rgb components right that have that compatibility but what we had talked about was was this and i still am partial to this idea and that is is just getting like an rgb strip for the, like around the case or whatever like the inside of the case i mean sounds neat but well i, I like so. i like a little bit of pop of color in there because it shows off the components inside with the with the with the um i don't have a glass do you have a glass panel in yours um fake glass does that count because mine's plastic it's like yeah mine's definitely plastic. okay because some have tempered glass ones uh but although i'm eyeing a case with tempered glass are you i'm eyeing the nzxe h500 see if like the rgb really gets to like a point the look of that case yeah, if the RGB gets to a point at some point again where it just decides it doesn't want to work again and I end up turning it off, I may just consider, and I considered this before, just putting a flat panel on the side without a window in it and calling it good. But I oh, may also... 
Yeah. I, don't know, I like the windows. I don't know. I may also consider just buying a new case at some point because this thing is freaking huge. <laughs> rookie, uh, rookie PC builder mistake. Yeah, that was a bit silly. <laughs> buying a full tower case. And Dude, it made it super easy to build in, though. Oh, I don't. I don't doubt that. <laughs> so that was nice. But anyway, uh, no, what was I going to? Oh, man, I was going to go somewhere with something. and I don't remember where now. Um, How long have we not done the topics for? Oh, a while. I, I knew this was going to kind of turn into one of these shows, though, probably. Uh, do you want to talk about something? Uh, I feel like we probably should. <laughs> I feel like we probably should, because that's what the show's supposed to be. Um, the United States Postal Service, let's talk about them. They had a vulnerability that exposed all 60 million users' data. Lovely. Yeah. The U.S. Postal Service says it fixed the security weakness on USPS.com that let anyone see the personal account info of its users, including usernames and street addresses. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Yeah, the open vulnerability was reportedly identified over a year ago by an independent researcher, but USPS never patched it until this week when um, curbs on security flagged the issue. Or Krebs. Anyways. Lovely. Yeah. Also, I believe it's Krebs on security. Is it Krebs on security? Yes. So uh, the vulnerability included all 60 million user accounts on the website, and it was caused by an authentication weakness in the site's application programming interface, or API, uh, that allowed anyone to access a USPS database offered to businesses and advertisers to track users' data and packages. The API should have verified whether an account had permission to read user data, but USPS didn't have such control in place. Interesting. I, I don't know. I, I feel like we always hear about these security breaches and things like that. And it's like, okay, when you hear of a big company like Equifax, right, having a security breach like they did, you would think that it would get other companies to maybe think about their, you know, their security that they have, you know? Hmm. Maybe we should go back and check that. Or is it just a case of ignorance? Like, oh, we're not going to get hacked or... Oh, yeah, everything's good. Like, I don't know. So, and then all of a sudden, users' data is exposed like it is here. So, uh, users' personal data, including emails, phone numbers, mailing campaign data, um, those were all exposed to anyone who was logged into the site. Additionally, any user could request account change uh, changes for another user. So they could potentially change another account's email address and phone number, although USPS does at least send a confirmation email to... Wow. Confir wow. Confirmation email. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, Zach. I guess that's better than, than nothing, right? <laughs> I, I guess. Okay, I think we're back. I think we're back. Uh, what was oh. the last thing you... What was the last thing you heard? God. I don't even remember. Mm, okay. Anyways, uh, well, we were talking about how uh, they send you an email, so that's at least something. So, yeah, I um, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm jumping off tech topic here real quick um, because let me ask you: you seem like one of those people who doesn't drink pop very often, do you? I dislike the stuff to tell you the truth. 
yeah, you, you definitely are one of those people. I was going to say, I went to the store the other day. This is not a sponsor for Dr. Pepper, but Dr. Pepper is my favorite pop in the world. I meant to pick up Regor and I picked up Diet. This stuff tastes like crap. <laughs> you know that thing where you're like expecting a certain taste and then it doesn't taste like you thought it was going to taste like? Yes. And it's just a huge letdown. Like, this tastes like Dr. Pepper, like watered down Dr. Pepper. It's kind of gross. Excuse me. Anyways. Oh, you know, I wonder if it's just time to take this whole system. Because what I did was I took the original drive from Mavericks. Mavericks? No. Maverick. From Maverick. Yes. And just transplanted it into Redmond. And okay. like it kind of freaked out at first and then it did its system checking and then it just worked. But I'm wondering if there's some incompatibilities in between there with the install that are causing some goofy problems here and there. You did not reinstall Windows? No. I just took the old drive and popped it into this one. I know, oh, yeah, I know. Sure there's going to be some issues I there. know, I should not have done it that way, but it was easier uh, You than... know what? I I might do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Okay, no, maybe you I'm should... I'm going to at least try it, and if nothing goes wrong, I'm just going to roll with it. But if okay, see, goes wrong, things didn't go wrong at first. Things didn't go wrong at first, and now they are, so... <laughs> it might be just time to reinstall stuff, so... Anyways... Um, yeah. Yeah. There may be some sure. driver incompatibilities there somewhere along the line that, uh, like, it works mostly well. <laughs> Keyword, mostly. So, anyway. Yeah, it might just be time to do that. Uh, anyway. So, yeah. Uh, United States Postal Service, major vulnerability. This was kind of cool. Excuse me. I was thinking about this. Okay, so we talked about the FCC. They're, like, super creepy, and I hate them because net neutrality is no longer a thing, right? Yep. Well, this might make us think that they suck a little less. The FCC is looking to raise the minimum rule broadband speed standard to 25 megabits per second, more than double the current requirement. Mm -hmm. I'm a little confused, though. Okay. Why would they be in support of this, but not freaking net neutrality? I don't, I don't know. know. Um, in general, this would boost Nothing speeds. Nothing does have any real rhyme or reason, it seems. Right. So, in general, this would boost speeds in rural areas that receive broadband through government-subsidized programs. Oh, that's why. Uh, because the FCC is a government-run agency, and this is... Oh, so those government subsidies come from the FCC's Connect America Fund. The program is paid for through phone bill fees, which the commission then dips into in order to pass. Okay, so what it sounds like, see, I told you I didn't read any of these articles. What it sounds like is that they're going to be um, putting regulations in place for government funded is like for this government funded right yeah, because they need to get their money's worth don't they i see so i think that uh, i don't have all the information here 
But um, if that's the case, then that totally makes sense. Okay. <laughs> I was like, because I thought it was for like, like standard ISPs and stuff like that. It looks like it's not. So, so never mind. Never mind. The FCC is still creepy. <laughs> um, <laughs> my internet just like all of a sudden shuts off. So right. I don't, I don't think they could do that. Um, let's see what else. Um, oh yeah. Uh, remember that time that Microsoft tried to impose ads in uh, Windows Mail app, and then um, people weren't happy about no it, like and it. then um, they kind of sort of were forced to oh I don't know kind of undo it. Right. Yeah. So my, I actually don't specifically remember that instance, but I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. So Microsoft appears to have been testing ads in the mail app for Windows 10, but quickly axed the project once the media got wind of it. Hmm. I wonder why, Zach. Almost like no one likes it. <laughs> um, the ads were mostly re uh, recently noticed by an Italian blog. Um, which said Microsoft was testing the feature in a preview release open to Windows insiders. Um, to lose the ads, you'd have to pay for an... Uh, oh, wow, an Office 365 subscription? Wow. Way, way to go, Microsoft! Way to go! That... That Office 365 just costs so much. It's silly. How much is a subscription for Office 365? Well... You can buy the software outright for right, $200. Okay, so, well, okay, let's, let's start with this. Okay, the Office Suite has always been expensive. Which I think is just ridiculous. Um, yeah, the Office Suite has always been expensive. Okay, but look at how many free alternatives there are. That is true. And you know what, Why honestly? It costs so much. Honestly, I really don't use, like, the one that I... The, the programs that I use the most often are Excel. I don't have it on my computer because I got it for free. And PowerPoint. Right. That will go away at some point, though. Yep. And I will not pay for it. I was going to ask you back. that. I was going to ask you I that. I will immediately uninstall but it. Word, Excel, PowerPoint. Those are like the three that I use because email is done through Gmail. Um, and I hardly ever use Word or Excel anymore because... I can use Google Docs and I can use Google Sheets. Like, that's a thing. So, uh, so an Office 365 home subscription, that's going to get you Word, Excel, PowerPoint, Outlook, Publisher, and Access. Um, oh, wow. Service included, or services include OneDrive and Skype. Nobody cares about OneDrive and, well, Skype is kind of a piece of crap. Uh... Oh, wow. Save $20 right now. Um, savings apply to this year only. Uh, any guesses as to how much that is, Zach? Oh, did I? Did I? No, no, no. I'm still here. Can you hear me still? What's going on? Okay. Uh, <laughs> somebody obviously tuned out. Um, four. No, I actually just didn't hear for a moment. Oh, Okay. How much do you think an Office 365 home subscription, which comes with Word, Excel, PowerPoint, Outlook, Publisher, and Access, as well as OneDrive and Skype, because, well, yeah. I believe it's $70 a year, isn't it? $79.99 right now, because it's $20 off. 
but typically it's a hundred dollars a year. That is so silly. Wait, what's the difference between these? And then you have the Office 365 Personal, which is $69.99 a year. What? Oh, you know what I think it might be? Wait, what? Okay, so it includes all the same apps, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, Outlook, Publisher, and Access, OneDrive, and Skype, because again, who cares about those? Da, 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 da. Uh, preview versions of Office app with exclusive new features every month. See, that's the only like benefit I can see over it. Like the subscription base is like you always are getting updates. So that's nice. Um, OneNote comes already. Oh, okay. I see. Okay. So the 365 personal option, which is the $70 option, is just for one person. And then you can just elect to buy the home version which is like for up to six users for a hundred dollars a year. So I don't know. Is that worth it at that point then Zach? What do you think? I don't know. I don't even. Well, 100 divided by six. So that makes it what? Like a little over $16 per person for a year. Maybe not horrible. Um, eh. Yeah, and then you have the stupid business like ones here, where oh wow, business premium twelve fifty a month. I'm sure per employee. Oh, SharePoint and Microsoft Teams, which I'm sure are just great pieces of software because Microsoft made them. So, anyways. Um, Oh, sorry. I knew that was coming. And hold on. Oh, there's the other one. Okay. So back to this. The personalized ads were originally going to come from Microsoft and appear when you use the mail app to open non-working email accounts like Microsoft's Outlook.com and third-party providers such as Google's Gmail or Yahoo Mail. Wait, what? Appeared when you use the mail app to open non-work email accounts like oh really so they're like, punished I, I don't understand that like you're you pay for the operating system that is that program is a feature of the operating system and they want to chuck ads in there right yeah really? well remember they were doing that in like the uh windows explorer too for like OneDrive. they already do that on the lock screen if you don't turn that setting off oh and a my lot gosh of people don't that's the first thing i turned do on. not even know that you can't uh, yeah, that's the first thing I turned off. Well, yeah, but think about how many people don't even know you can do that. Right. Okay. You know what? If you don't know that you can do that, uh, let me do this. Let me, uh, find the correct tab here. So, um, I need to, now let me ask you. So you've got multiple monitors, Zach. Of course I do. Do you put the, um, taskbar? On every single screen or not? Yes, I do. Oh, I hate that. Absolutely hate that. Um, I gotta remember how to... Well, here. We're gonna make that the main display for a second. Okay. Oh, that won't work. And here's why. Because... 
I forgot about that. Um, uh, hey Zach, do you remember how to make uh, the taskbar appear on all when or like on the bottom of all screens or not? I'm really sure that that is a default. No, it, well it is a default. I turned it off. I don't know. Trying to remember how. Display, nope, not display adapter properties. Um, wait, what? Really? Oh, man. Hold on. I've really got like. OBS like all screwed up now, I think. Secondary display. What? Oh, wow. All right. Well, here, let's do this. Because I can at least put this one up on the screen here. Move you over here for a minute do that okay so you go to the start menu here then you're gonna go... i'm sure it's in the taskbar settings well no see when i when i rearrange things it caused obs to freak out on me and so now my secondary display is not popping up at all and i think the way to fix that is to close obs and then open it back up so i can resync things and yada 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 so anyways yeah anyways okay so uh personalization lock screen and then you just hit all these wonderful awesome uh little boxes here well background picture and sign in screen so if you want this picture here to be on both screens then you hit this little option right here but all these little places where the pluses are and stuff like that you get rid of all the apps there you turn this little fun facts thingy off here bada bing bada fun boom. facts i like how they call it fun facts yeah or they call advertisements fun, fun facts, facts tips and tricks and, and more and more on your lock fun screen. Facts. In what universe is an advertisement a fun fact? Uh, I don't even want fun facts, let alone advertisement. Right. You... So, anyways, yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think in order for that to come back, I'm gonna have to like close OBS and like reopen it back up. So. Anyways, uh, but I don't think I need it anymore. All right. Uh, so, yeah, basically Microsoft tried it and then they pulled it. Um, so, yeah. But I don't know what it is with Microsoft trying to shove their products down everyone's throats. And, like, how long is it going to be before we just completely finally say to them, like, forget it? So, um Let's see, what else? A lot of leaks this week. Um, Amazon leaked users' names and emails in a technical error this week. Lovely. Yeah. Um, that was great. Oh, by far probably the best one, though. So, um, insecured, or insecure server puts two-factor password data of millions at risk. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so two-factor authentication can be one of the best ways of securing your data. Uh, do you want to explain to everyone what two-factor authentication is, Zach? It doesn't know. Fine. <laughs> so when you sign in, you use your password, and then you get, say, for example, you get texted a code that 
Okay. You'll have to put in. So say someone has your password. Well, hopefully they don't have your phone because there's the second fact that they would need to log. Okay. I'm sure people have seen two-factor authentication or probably used to it, but whether they actually know it's called two-factor authentication, they probably didn't know that. So that's like that Google thing where you sign in and it's like, uh, you need a code. And it sends you a code from your, like, you know, to your text and whatever. Yeah, that's two-factor authentication. Oh, joy. Uh, sorry, Zach. Rip ears, I'm guessing. <laughs> Actually, no. <laughs> so, anyways, I want to get a shock mount for this thing at some point is what I want to do. But, uh, anyway. So, um, yeah, so it can be one of the best ways of securing your data, that is, unless the codes are kept on an insecure server, leaving millions of password reset links, cell phone numbers, text message consents, and two-factor codes easily searchable and return or readable. Um, so there was a Berlin-based security researcher that discovered on a um, Foxox server, I think. Um, so there was a database search engine. Um, that he used, and he found that the VoxOx server was wide open with no password required and easily searchable. Lovely. Oh, gosh. Um, so VoxOx pulled that database offline after the site informed it of the glitch. However, at the time, it housed some 26 million text messages from 2018, and that might be a conservative estimate among the data um, that was found after a uh, well after some review uh, let's see there were two-factor authentication messages allowing booking.com partners to log into their company's um, extranet uh, network a password sent in plain text to a Los Angeles phone number um, by dating Ak Babo and Hawaii ID and Microsoft account password reset codes there were also messages from Yahoo account keys and user verifications from other apps like um, Viber and online quick or quiz app HQ trivia. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's not good. One bit at all. So not good at all. Anything else? Um, oh, something about the Internet Show Stay Station is full of floppy disks. I don't know why. Residents of oh, I don't know. That just looked like maybe one of those fun articles. I wasn't sure if they were maybe using them for something. Wouldn't surprise me. Well, actually, you know what? I bet it's hard to get internet up there, so it makes sense. And the International Space Station has been in use for a long time. Um. Production of the iPhone X has um, started up again. Um, let's see. Oh, this was interesting. Microsoft and Google are working on uh, Google Chrome for ARM, which is funny because you would think Microsoft wouldn't want to be working with Google to create a competitive internet browser to Edge. You know what I mean? Well, maybe they are to some extent aware that no one likes Edge. <laughs> um you you would you would have thought that they maybe would have figured that out with um Internet Explorer, but um I mean it is it is Microsoft we are talking about here, Zach. <laughs> exactly. Um uh, no, uh Microsoft and Google engineers appear to be collaborating to support a version of Chrome running on Windows on ARM. Um so yeah. 
Ooh, a native ARM version of Chrome would make a lot of sense for Qualcomm, Microsoft, and Google. Um, <laughs> Chrome is one of the most popular desktop apps available on Windows 10. And without a native version of, uh, uh, for ARM, it's difficult to take ARM-powered Windows 10 devices seriously for many. Okay, so maybe that's why. Uh, that would make right. sense. Uh, protect profit margin there. So, but if you're having to reach out, if you're Microsoft and you're having to reach out to Google to like have them develop a browser for you that is inferior to your browser, wouldn't that maybe make you think like, oh, crap, maybe we should figure out how to make a better browser that doesn't suck. I don't know. So anyway. Um, yeah. Oh, this is what I wanted to look at. I'm going to send you this. Um, so remember the whole cryptocurrency mining craze and, uh, oh, yeah, all too well. Yeah. So post crypto, uh, hangover leaves NVIDIA with unsold graphics cards. <laughs> um, NVIDIA has a, uh, glut of unsold graphics cards. Thanks in part to cryptocurrency miners, no longer buying GPUs. On Thursday, NVIDIA said it was experiencing some excessive inventory in mid-range graphics cards and blamed the problem on the post-crypto hangover, which temporarily inflated prices for the company's GPUs. Um, yeah. Um, NVIDIA initially reported that um, plummeting sales and graphics cards from cryptocurrency miners back in August. However, the company is still feeling the ripple effect from the... Um, waning demand because prices for NVIDIA graphics cards have taken time to normalize, company executives said. The unsold graphics card led NVIDIA to miss its original revenue projections for the third quarter, which came in at $3.18 billion, down from the forecast of $3.25 billion. Hmm. Interesting. So, now might not be a bad time to start looking for a graphics card. <laughs> I mean, the problem is that in order for that to become viable for me to do at least, you know, I need to I need to have a 1440p monitor to tell you the truth. I could always although maybe, maybe, you know, as the holidays approach, I may consider a used card just to put in my computer and I would consider a monitor later, but I would I don't consider know. a well, depending depending on what prices are. Honestly, uh, 2080 would be awesome, but I would definitely highly consider a 1080, even a 1080 Ti. I would only consider a Ti. The 20% improvement from a 1080 is just not worth the money for me. So, mm, GTX 1080 Ti. Um... They're actually quite expensive right now because RTX is a joke and so the, the resale prices of 10 series cards is fairly good at the moment yeah they're over a thousand bucks yeah that's <laughs> that's hmm. why i'm not even thinking about it right now uh here's one for 963 from gigabyte um say that again yeah there's a there's one for 963 from gigabyte i would not even think about paying close to that much for one hmm. 11 gigabytes that is an odd number it is. Oh, goodness. Wow. I don't know. The extra graphics power would be nice for Redmond, though. 
but not for that price. So, anyways. Oh, so I know what I was going to say earlier. Let's, uh, we'll, we'll kind of close the show up since we're, we're out of topics. But we were talking about how Apple sucks earlier, and I would totally agree with you on that, Zach. Except nice. for... So, for those of you who don't know, I switched jobs. And so, oh, that's what I wanted to ask you. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I won't go into super, super detail, but let's just say Zach works in the uh, retail environment for consumer electronics. Uh, how was Black Friday? <sighs> <laughs> you should not have even brought it up. <laughs> I knew it was a risk. Um, let me guess. That was not great for you, was it? No. No. Not very great. So, uh, let me guess. A bunch of normies coming in, all storming over something because it's like like 40% off? Cheap TVs. TLDR. TLDR. Uh, cheap TVs as in like... Um, Westinghouse and stuff like well, I, I guess you some reason that's it's like what half of people just want is a cheap TV for some reason. TVs are just the hot, I don't even know, right? Yeah, uh, honestly, if I'm gonna look at a TV, um, generally I'm probably gonna be looking at a Samsung or an LG or a Vizio or something like that because those are the, the good brands, you know. So, right, <sighs> anyway. But, okay, I will, okay, so you were crazy busy on uh, Black Friday. Uh, our store was actually pretty crazy busy, too. We do device repair, like, literally all day. I got there at, I think, 11 o'clock, and from, like, 11 until, like, 5 when I got off, it was, like, pretty crazy. Like, people just constantly coming in the door, uh, hey, I need a screen repaired on my phone. Hey, I need a new battery for my phone all day. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, we do device repair, and from time to time when we either break things or we do data transfers for people because they've broken their phones and they just buy new ones uh, because apparently people just have crazy amounts of money and can do that sometimes. Uh, we have a decent box full of just phones. Uh, so some of these phones don't work here and there and things like that. Um, some of them are just completely parts phones now. So we had a couple of iPhone um, 6S's in the box. So I pulled one out the other day. Zach, you're going to hate me. I may be soon going back to at least one of my phones being an iPhone. We'll see. For loss, I guess. I know. Uh, well, so I have my, my Samsung, and I'm not getting rid of my Samsung. Um, my Galaxy S9, because I absolutely love that thing. But I'm wanting something that is, because uh, I just bought like a cheap, uh, like Samsung uh, Galaxy J7 or something like that, or Samsung, J uh, whatever it is. Yeah, I think it's Galaxy J7 um, as a secondary phone for like business purposes and stuff. And um, it would be nice to have a more premium phone. Um, and so if I can... Uh, put a good working phone together uh you know even if it's an iphone 
I'll take it for a while. Worst case scenario, I'd, you know, use it for a couple months and then some other stuff comes in, right? Like a nice, like, galaxy or something. Take some parts, put it back together the way it's supposed to work, and then I switch that out. You know what I mean? So, and then I can sell the iPhone. So, but here's the thing, right? So, what was wrong with this phone was, is I was looking at it and opening it up and everything, and the Wi-Fi antenna, like, wasn't working. So, it wouldn't connect to Wi-Fi. So we tore, I tore apart that entire phone. I had to take the logic board out of it and everything. Right. And then, uh, tore open a couple other phones, uh, and pulled that piece out of one of the other ones that was still intact. And then the cellular antenna was also like broken off like the little connector. And so we like took two like cellular components. There was like a little plastic piece that it was soldered to. And then the actual cable. And we took two of those pieces from one phone and my uh, co-worker actually soldered them together to make one good one and then reassembled the entire phone back together. But here's the thing. So I'm putting the screws back in, right? So I put the logic board in. I got one of the ribbon cables trapped underneath the logic board. Didn't realize it until I had like five screws in. So I had to go back in, take those five screws out and then like lift the logic board up, pull it out so I could get to that one little ribbon cable. Yeah, and then I had to put everything back in. Yeah. So you'll only do that once. So... Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is is that like a phone is cool when you go out and buy a phone, but when you're actually working on it on like by yourself, it just makes it ten times cooler, I think. Um, so anyways, I have to contact the previous owner because they're still logged in with all their like Apple ID stuff and see if they'll unlock it for me. That would be cool. Uh and I'd have to try a new screen on it to see. There's some stuff that's up, like touch ID's not working. And the screen at the bottom is kind of weird. So um, I got to test a new screen and see if that will fix the touch ID problem and uh, the screen problem. And then I think I just need like an ear speaker or something like that. But if I can get all that done, I have a phone and I've like put like maybe 20 bucks into this thing. So that's not bad for a phone that originally cost like 600 bucks. So anyways... That's how, like, my, my coworker was, like, waiting for, like, months and months and months. And now he's got, like, a really nice Samsung phone that he rebuilt and stuff like that. So, anyways. So, so I could be, like, a real tech reviewer and have, like, 20 phones at some point. Just all sitting around. <laughs> so, anyways. But, yeah. So, uh, iPhone, surprisingly easy to open up. But uh, curse you, Apple. Like, literally. So I'm pulling screws out, right? I'm following a guide. And I'm throwing them into, like, our little parts tray organizer that has different bins that are all numbered and stuff like that. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I know iPhones have different size screws inside of them. And the guide tells me what size they are, right? So here's what I'm expecting, right? I'm expecting to pull, like, a 3-millimeter one out. And then, like, one that's, like, 1.5 millimeters. And one that's, like, 2 millimeters, right? No, it's, like... One point, like one millimeter, 1.2 millimeter. Then there's one that's like 1.3 millimeter. Like, I was like, I was expecting them to be a little bit more um, uniform than that. You know what I mean? Right. So it made it easy to find the screws that I needed to put back in, though. I was like, oh, well, I only have one option for this one particular screw. So anyways, but yeah. Oh, and I have to take my recertification test tomorrow. Um, I have to basically do like a mock screen repair on an iPhone six tomorrow. 
And uh, assuming I pass it, which I'm pretty sure I will, uh, I can actually, like, I'll be certified to actually start doing, like, cell phone repair. So, yeah. Cool. Did I tell you what happened the last time? Like, the first time I tried yes, it? Yes, you did. Yeah. Touch you broke work. it. Uh, no, I did not break it. Actually, okay, so the component that I thought I, I thought I broke the home button. Thank goodness I didn't break the home button because if I had, I would have been screwed completely. Uh, but no, it was just the ribbon cable and that's actually a replaceable part on the, on the six. So anyway, but yeah, so, well, that's all I got for this week. This was definitely a very, very random show this week, I think. So for sure, but anyways, we'll do some more research next week. Oh yeah. Well, nah, never mind. We'll talk about that later. Uh, anyways, yeah, with that said, thumbs up, thumbs down, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. Uh, let me find the right graphic. There's that one. Okay, yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye!